Palm Sunday. We celebrate the triumphant entry of our King. And they cried out, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Isn't that good news? Dealing with the title, as I said, disciples, do what? Follow instructions. Y'all can help me preach this this morning. We're looking in the gospel according to Luke. If you turn there in the 19th chapter, you see there's the 28th verse. Meaning that there's some stuff that happens before that. If you look in there, there you might find out about uh, little Zeke. Zacchaeus uh, climbed up the sycamore tree. And the Lord went into his house. Salvation came into his house. And he settled accounts. Those who did wrong, he made sure he set them right. The Lord says, salvation has come into your house. That's some, that's some snooze to shout about right there. But Lord then tempered them and says, he gave a parable to let them know that the kingdom was not about to happen as they thought it was. All right, all right. And so he gave them the parable about ten servants to a, a king that says, I'm going off. And while he was away, they sent delegates and says, we don't want him as king. Well, he came back and rewarded those who were faithful. He punished those who were unfaithful. And he killed those who did not want him. And yet he did all that to set them up to let them know that how the kingdom was going to come. And then we find him now on his way to Jerusalem. And they're still waiting for this king. They, they, they're excited. They're excited. So, you know, he had a temper them say, hey, hey, it's not about to happen as you think it's going to happen. But yet they're on their way to Jerusalem. And we find ourselves here that Luke is writing to show us his triumphant entrance as Jesus riding on a coat into Jerusalem. But fulfills, as Matthew says it, spoken by the prophet found in Zechariah, rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, thy king cometh unto thee. He is just and having salvation. Lowly and riding upon an ass and upon a coat, the foal of an ass. If you look at that, it says here too, it says rejoice greatly. Do you not see them rejoicing greatly? Seeing their king come? Three reactions I want to highlight in this narrative. I would like to address one is the two disciples who did just as he's asked them to do. Trusting in their master's words. Second, the disciples said what Jesus said and saw what Jesus said will come to pass by seeing the Lord has need of it, by saying the Lord has need for it. And the other followers and disciples of Jesus rejoice and seeing the Lord riding on the coat. And because of the miracles they have seen, which pushed them to say, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory. In the highs, I just want to drop a pin right. I'm jumping my head in myself. I'm just getting good just looking at this text here. Uh, uh, the angel says something similar to that when little baby Jesus was just born. Glory to you here in the highs and peace on earth. Now, not only do we have peace on earth, but we got peace in heaven. Y'all see that right there in the text? Do you understand that we have one God? And if God wants is one and he wants unity, if there's going to be peace on heaven, it's soon there's going to be peace on earth. And how do we have peace on earth? Well, he says we're going to have the Prince of Peace. 
And so did not the Prince of Peace walk among us? He did not come to give us peace. And so we see how they're exuberant and excited. But thirdly, the reaction is one of negativity to the praises of the Lord. And how they did not receive or accept Jesus as the coming king. These reactions are based in what is already in our hearts. Lost somebody there. If you don't see him as your king, you won't rejoice when you see him. If you don't love him and celebrate what he's done for your life, you won't shout. Some of us walk around, as Pastor Brand says, as you've been baptized with lemon juice. All pruned up in the face. But if you know that you know that you know. That the Lord has done something for you. You know without a shadow of a doubt, won't nobody try to stop me, try to testify how good the Lord is. And in this, we see here that we too need to respond as the two disciples who are nameless. They were obedient and rejoicing in the face of the contempt and the ridicule of the Pharisees. Can we look at the story a little bit closer? We find our Jesus who has already made preparations for his entrance. If you look closely there, he told the two disciples to go to find a donkey and a coat. My, my Bible in the loop, I like how he puts it there that says when they went there, they found it just as he said it. I got excited when I was reading that. I, I, I don't know about you, but I get excited when Jesus says something and it shows up, shows up just like he said. And then I just got to step back and say, Lord, you're too good. <laughs> he said to them, you will find it. They went there. They found it. Now, can I highlight something else here in this text? The disciples followed the instructions. If we go back last week, he had to tell the disciple to get behind him because he was not following instructions. We talked about how you, if you are in front of the leader and you're not leading, you are in the way. Tell your neighbor, move, get out the way. And, and so when you are not following instructions, you are a snare, you are an obstacle, you are a trap, you are dangerous. But when you follow instructions, things start working out. Just look, just look here, look here. He told them to go. They went. And I want you to grab here, too, again, about these disciples, how they followed instructions. They could have said this. Why don't you do it, Jesus? It's your coat. You go get it. And, and, and they would have a right to say that because why? Jesus could have gone and did it. But yet, if we realize and pay attention to this, that we should be willing to serve. Willing to serve means doing what someone asks of you, no matter what it is. Y'all quiet on me. Because many of us always want the high job. We want to do something that's going to get recognition. If I look closely here in my Bible, we see no names here. They're not even recognized. Don't nobody have a day for them. Oh, I want to celebrate. It might have been Levi. You know, it might have been the other Judas who did not betray him. We don't know who it is, but we know it was two disciples that knew how to follow instructions. If my mind can serve me as a time of speculation, I could say, well, he didn't ask Peter because Peter high-headed. Peter might have gone there and just took the coat and asked why he said, because I want to take it. You know, you know, because I, I know that we know Peter was hot-headed, do we not? 
He was outspoken. He'd be outspoken saying something. Jesus had already corrected him that I must go. No, this is not true. Okay, strike you off. I can't ask you to do this. You see, Jesus knew who he could give the responsibility to. He gave it to these two who knew that would do what he asked them to do and say what he asked them to say. I, I like it. it says they found it just as he said it would be. Anybody here know God is not a lie? He's not the son of man that he so repent. No, will he not say you not do? Aren't you glad that if God says something, it's going to pass? Can you look back over your life and realize that there's some things that God told you to do? And you're so glad that you trusted and obeyed. And it worked out the way he said it was going to be. And so these same disciples trusted their master and did what he asked them to do. He went to the place to see there. And then they, he told them something else. What does he tell them? He tells them this. He tells them this. Not only go where I tell you, but secondly, I want you to say what I tell you to say. So they're doing what he told them to do. And while they're in the midst of working, working things out, somebody comes up to them and say, what you doing? And they're like, oh, oh, what Jesus tells us to say? Oh, oh, the master has need of it. Go on your way. I want to throw something in here, too, about the master has need of it. Look here closely here. It says the master needed this coat. And the only way he was able to get this coat which he needed was through his disciples. Follow me here. And so he gave the instructions to the disciples to get what he needs so that they could what? Bring it back to him. Let me walk down your block. Jesus calls you his disciple and has given you instructions on what to do and what you need to go get so you can bring it back to him. Let me help somebody out that's missing what I'm saying here. You were made for his glory. And if you are made for his glory and glory belongs to him, then what you do ought to go back to him. And then somebody else, somebody gives you $100 and you said, the Lord's been good to me. You might give God $10. I lost some people. Y'all, y'all didn't catch that. that, that that's 10%. That's a tie. That, so you give that back to God. And then you say, God, you've been so good to me. I'm going to give you more than 10. I'm going to give you $30. And the reason why is not because I deserve it, but Lord, it all belongs to you. And I'm just going to keep on doing what you asked me to do. And every time you bless me, I'm going to give it back to you. Because the blessings that I have are not for me, but how I could be a blessing to somebody else. Y'all grab that. The blessings you have are not for you, but for you to who? Bless somebody else. Say your neighbor, I got to bless somebody else. <laughs> So we should be looking around to see, Lord, what can I do that you asked me to do? Because I, I look at this and have this thing about what does God need? And it, 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 don't, that, don't that sound kind of foolish? Come on, what does God need? But it points out to us that God shows us how he can use us for his glory. He could have gone and did it by himself and left them out of it, but he had them a part of this plan. A part of the plan. Look how they were a part of this plan. Not only did they follow the instructions, say what he had them to say, they, it put upon them that, you know what, we're going to saddle this coat that has not been ridden with our garments. It says they were the first to do so. 
Not that they follow somebody else. They set it up. We're going to give what we had to the king. I lost somebody. You ought to give what you have to the king. He's not asking for anything more. Just what he has already given you. To give it back to him. And they said, we're going to take ours off and put it on. The other people saw, hey, they're using their garment. Let's use ours. We're going to throw ours down. <laughs> Blessed he's come. And look, it says, all of the disciples rejoice. Why did they rejoice? Because they've seen what the Lord has done. Y'all see that there? It says that they were not just rejoicing because he was riding on the colt, but they were, they were rejoicing because of the miracles he has done. In John's gospel, before he entered, you know what he did, right? He called Lazarus out the grave. They could have been shouting about that, man. We saw him take a man that was in the tomb four days, come out, and he was walking. Matter of fact, they had a dinner later on with him. That's something to shout about. He healed a woman with an issue of blood that she had for 12 years. Uh, she's healed. She's made whole. He made a young girl get up. We was laughing at her because we thought she was dead. But he walked out and we stopped laughing, started to realize there's something different about this man. The other three disciples said we, we saw a transfiguration. No, they seen we beheld his kingdom. They're seeing miraculous things. And they said, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. But yet that's the positive reactions because of what's already in their heart. What's in their heart is that I know a God who's able to do exceedingly beyond we can ask or think or even imagine. We've seen him walk on water, feed 5,000, feed 4,000. We've seen him raise the dead, heal the blind, make the lame to walk, the, the deaf to, to hear. We've seen miraculous things happen, and we know this must be of God. But then we have the haters. The haters come up to Jesus and say, teacher, rebuke your disciples. Now, look at that. They don't even recognize that he has a school. Come on, somebody. They don't even recognize that he has an accredited university. (laughs) He's not like them. He didn't go to their school. He don't have the credentials. But yet they say, teacher. You ought to rebuke your disciples. They come up to him. They don't even respect him. Don't even care about him. But now they all of a sudden won't give him a title. Can I throw this one in for free? You know, some people, they don't like it. They, they throw titles at you. Because they want you to make you feel bad about yourself. You're supposed to be the chairman. You're supposed to be the pastor. You're supposed to be the president. You're supposed to be this. And then they got something negative to say afterwards. Nothing new under the sun is right here in the Bible. Teacher, rebuke. We see it in our world that many times people want to chastise you and bring you down because they don't agree with what you're doing. But yet the disciples who obey their master were willing to give the master what he needs. And this brings us to this aspect of look what it has here that they withheld nothing from God. They gave what they need. I want you to grab this aspect, too, before we get to the naysayers. I jumped ahead of my own to grab something real quick here. Remember, we talked about what does God need? And if you look at this aspect, too, what does God withhold withhold from us? I heard someone said nothing. Right. On one aspect, you're right. He withholds nothing from us. But another aspect, he withholds a lot from us. He's withheld what? His wrath. His judgment. His condemnation. Death. But he has given us the abundance of mercy, grace, salvation, and eternal life. 
So when we learn to surrender to the Lord, we see the life he desires for us to have and pursue righteousness and not a life of sin. That it's easier for us to follow his instruction, realizing that what the Lord is in need of is what I need. I, I need more love. The Lord needs love. I need mercy. The Lord is is full of mercy. And we look into this process that if I know him and who he is, that when I see things that God calls me to do, I know how to give him the glory. But being obedient and getting the coat is a fulfilling of this prophecy. And as they are approaching, they're yelling out. And what happens? The Pharisees get upset. Is that true in your life, that when things are going your way, things are working out all right? You see the goodness of the Lord working in your life. Then all of a sudden someone comes up, tries to trip you up, tries to challenge what God is calling you to do. You may run into people who don't believe in the king or trust him. They may be opposed to the light because they're full of darkness and they try to silence your faith. But Jesus responds to the accusation from the Pharisees rebuking Jesus and calling them teacher and telling him to rebuke his disciples. This is because they do not acknowledge Jesus as king, nor as teacher, nor as master, nor as their Lord. But Jesus says to them, look at this statement here. He replied, if they keep quiet, the stones along the road will burst out in cheers. The New Living Translation says, another translation said, if they be quiet, the stones will, will cry out. The King James Version says, if they are quiet immediately, the stones would cry out. I'm on my way to my seat, but may I suggest to you in what Jesus is saying here, that one nature knows how great is our God. <laughs> that even if you don't know... <laughs> Nature knows how great is our God. The disciples are overjoyed and cannot keep their peace. So he's pointing out to not only does nature know how to worship me, my disciples know how worthy I am of these praises. Thirdly, I suggest to you that if they did not say anything, the stones will cry, but as impossible as that sounds. It does not, does not sound impossible. Anybody, anybody here has heard a rock talk to you? Raise your hand. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, you, you know, raise your hand because people look at you like, you're like, you're crazy. Am I, am I talking the truth in here? And so it sounds impossible. Some stones will cry out. Well, it's just as impossible. It's just as impossible to think that God has done some good things in your life. And yet you cannot talk about it. If nature can shout. How can I, who has lungs, a voice box, a tongue, and teeth to help form words that I cannot all of a sudden start saying Hosanna or blessed be the name of the Lord or, or just simply say thank you, Jesus. So Jesus pointing out as if it sounds to you as impossible as it is for these stones to cry, it's impossible. For my disciples to be silent because of the good things they've seen. Can I testify for you for a minute? Can I look over my life and I think things over? I can truly say that I've been blessed. I got a testimony. Or when I think about Jesus and all he's done for me, I get joy. 
it's an amazing, just as these disciples, that I might be like Jeremiah, that when I want to preach, I don't want to preach, but I can't help it because it's like fire shut up in my bones. Am I talking to somebody here that can just wave their hand and just realize that God's been good to me? You can't make me be quiet because I got to shout it now because he's been good to me. And when people try to tell you, hush, try to be quiet, you might think about that good old story about that man and his mule. Y'all know that story, right? He would go into the church, he would dance, he would shout, and they just did not like how he was doing his thing. He couldn't sing. He sang off key. Uh, he didn't dress right. He didn't look right. So they had a meet. Decided that we need to go talk to old Brother John. <laughs> Brother John not acting right in the church. Uh, we need to go talk to him. Well, they came out in a good car, all dignified, all dressed up. Found John working in the field. Working out, plowing in the field. So they got to get their shirt, their clean shoes and suit all dirty to walk through the mud. Go talk to John. John sees him while he's with his mule. Look at us. I know why you're here. Y'all don't like how I'm singing in the church. Y'all don't like how I'm dancing in the church. Y'all don't like how I clap in the church. Well, let me tell you this, that when I look at my shack, it can fall down any day. But I think about how the Lord got me a kingdom. I, I got no choice but to shout. I look at my shoes. They ain't lasted too long, but I'm going to have some new shoes over in glory. He said, I look at my children. I ain't been to no funerals, but yet the Lord's been good to me. And y'all don't want me to see. He said, hold on, y'all need to hold my mule. I'm about to shout now. Anybody here knows that the Lord's been good to you. Every time you turn around, He's been blessing you. You don't gotta wait. You can shout now and let Him know, I can't be quiet. He's been too good to me. I can't be quiet. He's been too good to me. So I can just wave my hand, lift up my voice and say, thank you, Lord. Hosanna in the eyes. Bless you. Come in the name of the Lord. Good day now, son. May the Lord bless you real good. But on your way home, you ought to testify and tell your neighbor, the God's been good to me. <laughs> tell three people, God's been good to me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so, when we follow instructions, we see how he's going to be good to us. Tell you that you don't have to worry about anything. Just do what he tells you to do and say what he tells you to say. Tell your neighbor to just do what he tells you to do and say what he tells you to say. And God will work it out all the way. And you too can just sit back and just praise him. I'm going to leave you alone with that. I'll just think about it. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Uh, and and, and uh, I, I, I get motion sickness. And so when I get on roll, I, I, I got to get on roller coaster. You know how you spend all that money, go to the amusement parks, and all the rides are free. You say, I'm going to get my money's worth. So I'm going to get on those rides. I'm going to have me some fun. And so I get on the rides, and I'm holding on for dear life. <laughs> but when I get off the ride, I thank the Lord. But yet, there's some people that can enjoy the ride. Hello, somebody. 
And while they in the ride, while they going up, while they going down, they put their hands up. And they like, Wee! <laughs> I started thinking about my life. Anybody here in your life has some ups and has some downs? But no matter where you go, because <laughs> you know when you get off the ride, the Lord's been good to you. And you can thank him in the meantime. You can thank him afterwards. And you can thank him beforehand. Why? Because he's the same today as he will be. Hallelujah. Tomorrow. And he was in the past. So just do what he asks you to do. No matter what you're going with, he's worthy to be praised. Every, every head bowed, every eyes closed. Lord, we just come. We magnify your holy name, Lord. Realizing, Lord, that it's better to trust you than trust anybody else, oh God. Because, Lord, we know what you've done for us. And we give you the glory. We give you the praise. Lord, there might be someone here who does not know you as their Lord and Savior. Your word reminds us, Lord, all we have to do is confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that you are, that you died on the cross and rose again from the grave. All who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And Lord, we thank you for this promise that behold, we become a new creation in you. Behold, all things pass away. Behold, all things become new in you, O God. So, Father, Lord, we turn it all over to you. And we, Lord, we, we daily want to pick up our cross, denying ourselves and following after you. Follow the somebody here, somewhere here. We welcome them here in this place. Father, Lord, have your ways, our prayer. All God's children say, amen, amen. May we stand as we extend a hand.